Welcome to another Sunday morning sermon from Marysville Christian Church. We're glad you're here joining us on this journey to learn more, love more, and look more like Jesus. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee and a Bible as we dive into God's Word. Philippians 4.11 says, I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I'm in. Contentment is a key part of what it is to be unshakable. Today, as we record this in advance of Sunday morning, my family and I are waiting for my mom to pass away from this life. Contentment is the one thing that clearly identifies and encapsulates her entire life. She's been known to say on more than one occasions, well, I guess we'll just take what we get. I don't know any better way to describe contentment than that. Other than what Paul said, I've learned to be content no matter what my circumstances. So this series on being unshakable has taken on uh, special meaning for us, that God has promised to make us unshakable. Nobody likes waiting, no matter what it is that we're waiting on. There can be two different kinds of waiting. There's that expectant waiting of, I know what's coming and I'm so excited about it getting here. Kind of like when you were a kid at Christmas, waiting for the opportunity to open presents, or maybe waiting for graduation, or maybe waiting to turn 16 so you could get your license, or maybe waiting for the, the wedding day that finally comes. Or maybe it's waiting for retirement, that you can finally be done and walk away and now have your life. It's that expectant waiting of looking forward to it and being excited about it. But there's also another kind of waiting that a lot of us are more familiar with, and that's the anxious waiting. I either don't know what's coming and it scares me or I know exactly what's coming and it scares me. Maybe it's waiting on the doctor's call after the test results are in. Maybe it's the prodigal child that you're waiting on to come home and wondering will they ever see the light and come to their senses. As believers, what makes us unshakable is knowing this, that whether you're anticipating it or whether you're anxious about it, God is at work while we wait. The current series we're in here at MCC is that God promises to make us unshakable. Here's a quick refresher about how God can do just that. God has promised to make us unshakable because He is unshakable in His presence. And we're only unshakable as we believe that God is good. And no matter what happens... God will always make it work out for my good and for his glory. So, we can count on God's promise to make us unshakable because he's unshakable, he's good, and he's always at work for my good and his glory no matter what. Today, 
I want to talk about learning how to expect God to work and how that changes how we wait. Consider what David said in Psalm chapter 40, verses 1 through 4. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on the rock, on solid ground, and steadied me as I walked along. He's given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done, and they will honor and trust our Lord. You bless all those who trust you, O Lord. How do I learn to wait and wait well? David talks about waiting patiently, and actually the Hebrew phrasing there, if I understand it right, it almost includes the same word of those two English words. It literally means, while waiting, I waited, or while I waited, I waited. The, the same word is also translated in other Old Testament scriptures as the word hope. And so you essentially have David saying, I'm waiting in hope. So, in chapter 40, verse 1, David reflects on what he knows for sure about God, what it is he believes to be true about God. He believes that God is always present. I'm with you. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you in victory from Isaiah 41 verse 10. David also believes in God's unshakable goodness, as indicated in Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. The Lord is good. He's a safe place in times of trouble. He knows and takes care of those who trust in Him. And David also believes that God is unshakable, or that He can be unshakable, because God is always at work for His good, as in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. In all things, in every circumstance, no matter what, God works for the good of those who love him. You see, if you had to summarize it, it would be this way. David believes God was at work in his life. No matter what it was that was happening, he believed God was at work in his life. Even if he couldn't see it, feel it, comprehend it, or explain it, he trusted that whatever God was going to do, it would be for his good, and God would get the honor and the glory for it. That's why he was able to wait in anticipation, convinced that God was going to do something good in his life, even in the times and seasons of his life that weren't good. In Psalm 40, we can be unshakable while we wait if we're convinced that we need to walk with God. David says he was waiting patiently for the Lord's help. Waiting's an indication of a lack of clarity. That's why in that whiteout snowstorm, you put your brakes on, you slow down, maybe even coming to a complete halt because you just don't know what's up in front of you, what's going to happen next, and you don't want to go forward and run into something. But just as waiting can be an indication of a lack of clarity and focus, it can also be an opportunity for greater intimacy and focus with God. When you don't know what He wants you to do is typically when you decide to pursue Him. I mean, let me rephrase that and make it more simpler. When do you find it easiest to pray most? 
when you know exactly what God wants you to do or when you don't know what God wants you to do. I have an idea, at least in my life, when I don't know what God wants me to do next is when I spend the most intense time asking for his guidance. James would say it this way in chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We believe that, that's why we draw closer to him. We're desperate for him to be close to us. We're desperate for him to lead us. So during seasons of waiting is when you need to give special attention to walking with him versus wallowing in self-pity or working it out yourself or just walking away in frustration. The second thing that makes us unshakable while waiting on God is to apply the word that we do know. In seasons of waiting, we're waiting because we don't know what he wants us to do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't know other things that he does want us to do. There are a number of times in Scripture when the Bible simply says, this is God's will for you, that you be holy, that you be sanctified, that you pray without ceasing, that you rejoice in everything. Most of God's will for our life is not unknown and is not uncertain. Most of the time, he's already revealed his will for us. The problem isn't a lack of information on our part, but a lack of willingness to be obedient on our part. James chapter 1, verse 22 would say it this way, Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Knowing what God's Word says and doing what God's Word says are not the same thing. You never discover what's next by disobeying what's right now. Let that sit in again. You'll never discover what's next if you're disobedient to what's right now. God only lets us in on what's next once we're obedient to what he's already revealed to us. I mean, why would he tell us more if we haven't done anything with what he's already told us to this point? So I guess here's the tough question for many of us. Is there any area in our life where we know we're disobedient or apathetic to what God's told us? Sometimes we're in a season of waiting because we're rebelling against his will. Are you waiting for God? Or maybe the better question is, is God waiting for you to make up your mind, to show your trust in Him through your obedience, to combine the faith that you say you have with the works that He's waiting for you to show Him? If you're stuck, you have to ask yourself, is there an area in my life where I know I'm disobedient? Because in seasons of waiting, the first thing we need to do is examine our heart and make a fresh surrender of an obedient heart to him. Here's the third thing. We can become unshakable while we wait for God to work if we involve his family. Now, that's exactly the opposite of what we usually like to do because when we're not certain is when we just want to pull back and isolate ourselves and go hide until we're more confident. But God's intention is to make us unshakable through relationships. 
Our relationship with God was never meant to be isolated and insulated and independent in an experience with him and him alone. His intention was that our relationship with him that would make us unshakable would be in fellowship or in interaction with others who are like-minded in their devotion to being obedient to God. When we find ourselves in times of uncertainty and waiting, though, we typically are inclined to withdraw just into ourselves. Hmm. Anybody else see a correlation there with COVID and church? Because now that things are starting to lighten up, now that the restrictions and regulations and recommendations are starting to ease up, you could be back in church instead of watching this online, couldn't you? You could be back in a position where you're surrounded by other people who are there to encourage you and who also need your encouragement. You're surrounded by other people in church that are willing to be bold enough to remind you of what God's Word says when they see hypocrisy in your life or apathy in your heart. If you find yourself stuck in time, waiting for God, why not tap into the power of the family of God? How do you do that? Well, you engage others in prayer, asking them to ask God for guidance and direction for you. You engage others in their wisdom, in their counsel, their advice. Now, that means you'd have to humble yourself and stop pretending like you've got life all figured out. And you'll need to use some discretion in who you ask. But ask. Look for people who are weathering the storm. Look for people who have learned to be content in less than ideal circumstances. Look for people who know how to navigate the whiteouts of life. Otherwise, you may just find yourself in a great echo chamber that you've created for yourself where the only voice you hear is yourself. It's not easy to be valedictorian in a class of one. You may get an A, in everything you do, but it doesn't mean that you're learning anything. Here's the fourth thing to consider. We may become unshakable when waiting for God to work as we trust in His character. God is always who He says He is, and He'll always do what He says He'll do. In Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, it says, God is not like people. Thank God for that, right? God is not like people. He doesn't lie. He's not like humans. He doesn't change his mind. When he says something, he does it. And when he makes a promise, he keeps it. What is it that makes us unshakable while we're waiting? Knowing this, we can always count on God. We can always count on God to be in control because he is the sovereign Lord over no matter what's happening in life that's got us paralyzed in whiteout conditions. 
We can always count on God to be good and to be at work for our good and for His glory in life. That's why in Proverbs 3, verse 5, the familiar passage is this, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't rely on your own understanding. Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. Do you need guidance? Do you need direction? Trust Him. So, how can you be unshakable while you're waiting for God to work? Well, there's a simple acrostic that you can imagine or perhaps see on screen. It forms the word wait. Walk with God. Apply His word. Involve His family. And trust His character. Like David in Psalm 40, our shakeability is determined by our anticipation and confidence that God will work. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. Now, what is God's promise while we wait? Well, first of all, we're unshakable because God promises to listen to us. In Psalm 40, verse 1, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And here's the phrase, he turned to me and heard my cry. It means to lean in and put your ear close to their lips. To listen with the intention of understanding. It's not just the white noise of the background. It's not just God tuning you out with you know, all the other noise in the room from all the other people that are calling out to Him for their help. No, it says God leans in, puts His ear close to your lips because He wants to understand what you're saying. When we're walking with God, we know that when we cry out, He cares. He hears. He listens and understands. And that's the point of the James 4 passage. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Andrew Murray wrote these words about that kind of process. He says, every morning when God wakes you, you need to put your heart, your life, your house, and your business into the hands of Jesus. Wait on Him, if need be, in silence of prayer. Until He gives you the assurance, my child, for today all is safe. I will be in charge. And then morning by morning, He'll renew the blessing. Morning by morning, you'll go out from your quiet time in the consciousness that today I have had fellowship with my King and it's all right. Jesus is in control. And so day by day, you can have the grace that you need to leave everything in the hands of Jesus. What's God promise while you wait? To make us unshakable because God promises to work. Again, going back to Psalm 40, verse 1. In a season of waiting, when it seems like nothing is happening, know this, God is working, for he says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. He turned to me and he heard my cry. And then look at what it is that God's doing. Look at how God is at work. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on the rock, on solid ground. He steadied me as I walked along. And he gave me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. When the verse says he lifted me out of the pit of despair, it's kind of interesting to know that, again, the Hebrew word there is also the word for noise. 
So what you have the verse saying is that God quiets the noise in my life. Albert Barnes describes what it can feel like when we're waiting for God in the midst of that kind of noise. He says this language describes a horrifying cavern that's deep and dark where the waters roar and there's no hope of being rescued where it would seem to be certain destruction. In the middle of all of the noise of waiting to see how this will play out, God stills our heart. He quiets the noise of the crowd. He quiets the fears of our heart. He quiets the anxiety of our soul. Why is this happening? What's wrong with people? When will this stop? God restores stability in the midst of that noise. And he reassures our confidence. It says he lifts me up out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. And what does he do? He sets my feet on solid ground. He sets me on the rock. He steadies me as I walk along. For those of us in and around Ohio, or maybe even as far south of Texas, you understand what it is to feel unsteady walking on the snow and ice. You understand what it is to want to lean on someone else while you're making your way, inching along on what you know is slippery ground. And yet he says, he set my feet on solid ground. In a moment where there are more questions than answers, what now, what next, where will this end, why is this happening, God quiets the noise of my fear and he reassures me while moving forward. Let me share with you a passage in Romans chapter 8, verse 35 and following, from the paraphrase known as the message. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats. Not backstabbing, not even the worst of the sins listed in Scripture. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, nothing angelic or demonic, nothing today and nothing tomorrow, the highs or the lows, the thinkable or the unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and the love that God has for us because of the way that Jesus has embraced us. No wonder the third thing that David mentions is that God has renewed our worship. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn to praise our God. While you're waiting and worrying, it gets hard to worship. No wonder David's conclusion in Psalm 40 verse 4 is this, I know that you will bless all of those who trust in you, my Lord. God promises to make us unshakable while we wait for him to work it all out. And David reminds us, that because he listens for our cry, he leans in to hear and to understand, he's able to quiet the deafening noise of despair. He restores stability when the bottom seems to drop out of our life, and he renews our reason to worship, all because 
we've learned that God is at work no matter what. And because of that, we can be unshakable while we wait. As we walk with God, apply His Word, involve His family, and trust His character. May God bless you this week as you learn to wait well on God. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Marysville Christian Church and connect with us, be sure to go to our website, marysvillechristian.org. If you are near the Marysville area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday morning. We have our Bible study classes at 9 a.m. and our regular worship service is at 10 a.m. Our address is 17,000 Waldo Road, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. Our phone number is 937-642-9838. Email is office at marysvillechristian.org.